On this episode of the Answers on Aging podcast. One of my pet peeves is when people don't do things with their money that they want to because they're afraid of some event that may or may not happen. It, you may not have to go on Medicaid and none of this will matter, but just, you know, enjoy life and know, yes, you can make gifts. And even if you're not sure you're going to make it five years, do good things with your money. Okay. Mm. Do things with it. You know, let people enjoy it. If you're not going to, you enjoy it for one thing, but so many people are like, no, I'm saving this money for my kids or my grandkids. Okay. Well, fine. Give them some now. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That's right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast, and my name is Todd Watley. And as always, I am here with my co-host, Sarah Scott. Hello, Todd Watley, and welcome everybody to the Answers on Aging podcast. And we are so happy to be here on another Wednesday to drop out a new episode of our fabulous podcast that we love doing so much. And today we have um, kind of a pretty specific topic that we wanted to cover Um, Not only because it will be helpful for you, the listeners, but it's come up in some recent client meetings meetings, in the past couple weeks. So we thought, hey, why not? Let's let's dive into it. Well, and it's (laughs) the older I get, the more soapboxes I have. Mm -hmm. Sarah's like, (laughs) let's let's count your numerous soapboxes. And so this is one of those where I get aggravated because people get a little nervous about government rules and different things and they let government rules dictate how they run their life okay and this is one of those issues when an elderly person comes in and they're like Todd I have more money than I would ever spend but I don't have a ton of money Mm -hmm. and some of my kids my grandkids need money want money and I know there's issues with giving away money and I just don't want to do that since it could cause problems. And I just, I kind of go off and I'm like, don't let the government dictate what you do with your life. If there's not a downside to it. And then I sit in the background and I'm like, here we go on soapbox number 13, (laughs) which is the answer we're going to give you today. Um, to the question, should I give away money now or wait until I pass away to pass on an inheritance? And what are the advantages and disadvantages? So, um, yeah, hopefully by the end of today's episode, you will have the answer and mm-hmm. a little more clarity as to whether or not you got to make those grandkids and kids wait for what's coming. 
So um, I am definitely for it, okay, you know, if you understand all the rules. And so let's start out with the disadvantages first mm-hmm. so that everybody can end this podcast on the advantages and my recommendations, okay? Here we go. So, one of, I mean, obviously the biggest disadvantage, well, I don't know if it's the biggest, but a disadvantage is you don't own it anymore, mm-hmm. okay? It's gone. So give it away. if you give them a car, you have to understand it's their car. Okay. Yeah. If they wreck it and total it, it's their car. You know, that was your prized possession and you loved it and you babied it. But if you give it away, it's theirs. Yep. If you give them money, it's theirs. Okay. They're going to go do what they do with it. And if you give them a, a, a house or real estate or whatever, now I will only under very, very, very limited circumstances, should you give them your home? Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see you get kicked out of your home. It's like, well, my sweet little darling would never do that. Well, that's true, but their creditors might. And here's what happens so many times is people are like, well, I want this house to go to this grandson. He's been good to me. He he mows the yard, and so I'll just give it to him. Okay, great. Well, if it's paid off, then grandson's like, oh, I can go get a mortgage on this house, and I can get some money. Mm. And so it's just extremely tempting. They go and they get a mortgage on your house. Yeah, they have to pay it back. But what if they can't pay it back or they Mm -hmm. choose not to pay it back? It's like, I'm not living there. This is no big deal. I don't have to pay this. They will foreclose on the house that you're living in Mm -hmm. and they will kick you out of the house or you've got to pay off this mortgage. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to see you lose your house. So be very careful about giving away your home. But if you give away other houses or real estate or whatever, just realize you don't own it anymore. They can do with it as they see fit. Please do them a favor too and not hold it over their head as leverage. I'm just, geez, I see this all the time. It's like, well, we gave you this property worth X amount of dollars and you're, you know, the rightful owner, but you should also listen to us a little bit more and let us have more control of your life because look at this big asset we just gave you. Okay, that's called strings attached. We're talking about no strings attached unless there's a contract. So unless you've got a contract in order, Mm -hmm. don't be expecting those strings to be attached. Exactly. Good point. Good point. (laughs) So we've done episodes on the tax advantages and disadvantages, but just to touch base real real quick, there are significant tax advantages to hanging on to property until you pass away because it jumps in what's called basis, which is what you paid for it. And if you hang on to it until you pass away, and this is particularly important for land that has gone up in price substantially since you bought it. Mm -hmm. If you give it to your kids during your lifetime, they get it for a tax basis at what you paid for it. And if they then sell it, they have to pay capital gains tax between what you bought it for and what they sell it for. And that could be a substantial tax hit. So giving it away during your lifetime, they, they will have to pay that tax if they sell it. If you can somehow hang on to it, have strings attached to it until your death, and those strings only are cut at the time of your death, then they get the property at the new value as of the date of your death, 
they turn around and sell it, it and they pay zero tax. So it is something, particularly if you're dealing with something. Now, if you bought something for $100,000 and it's still worth $100,000, the the bases and the current value are the same. There's no issue there. But it's this property that you bought back in the 70s for $100 an acre, and it's now worth $10,000 an acre. That's the problem. Okay? So just... You know, if you are dealing with appreciated assets, you probably should get the advice of a an accountant to help you figure that out and see if this really is a good idea, or should I kind of give it to them but retain some strings to it? Got it. Okay. So, nutshell disadvantages. You think we got it covered? Well, there's two more. Oh. <laughs> Right, there sure are. There are. Go ahead. Okay, so the next disadvantage is that you can't get it back to pay for your care. Um, so if you give away a certain amount of um, part of your savings, let's say mm-hmm. $50,000, and you have to go into the nursing home and apply for Medicaid, and they've already spent that $50,000, you can't get it back to yeah. offset and pay for that penalty. And you can't get care. So, yeah. yeah. So stick around till my recommendations and I will tell you, yes, you can do it. And yes, you can still get Medicaid, but there are some, some recommendations there. Mm-hmm. And the reason for this is the five-year look back. So if you're pretty sure you can make it five years, yeah, you can give away all of all of your money, but you just got to make it five years. But if you don't, that's a problem. And so I do, there are some recommendations on that. So just be aware of you don't own it. There are some tax disadvantages and you can't get it back, particularly if you need long-term care. And it, it just breaks my heart. I see people who don't have much money. They have $20,000 in the bank and they want to give their grandkid $15,000. I'm like, no, don't do that because that's all of your money. Give them $500 or $5,000, but not the vast majority of your money. Okay? So that's disadvantages. Advantages. There are a lot of advantages. Go ahead. You're, you're big on this one. Well, just being able to enjoy getting to see your family members benefit from whatever it is you wanted to give them mm-hmm. before you die. Mm-hmm. So you actually get to maybe experience that with them. Like if there's an old family cabin or a boat or um a guitar that your great-grandfather you know used to watch your great-grandfather play and now your grandson Mm -hmm. is interested in the guitar and it's been refurbished and you get to actually hear him play a song on that guitar how wonderful is that you know so just the pure joy of getting to experience that firsthand of what you're able to Give to your family members um, or your friends or even a charity and seeing them reap the benefits of it and actually getting to experience that with them definitely That's huge. And a to, huge benefit. To take your analogy further, say that you've got a grandkid who's who bought his own guitar for cheap and he's taking lessons and he's doing really good at it and he seems to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What if you bought him a $5,000 guitar that sounded good and played well? Mm. And just imagine the joy in their heart. And then you get to sit there and watch them play this $5,000 guitar. And 
renew their interest in this. And, you know, hopefully they grow up and, and do great things with it. But you get to say that. Why hang on to it until you die? And they're like, hey, grandma died. I'm going to go buy a $5,000 guitar. You never get to see that. And so, yeah, do it now. <laughs> we always joke about the boat. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. if they go buy a big old boat, hopefully they'll take you on it some. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, maybe you'll get to enjoy some of these things that you don't want to buy or maintain or whatever. But if the, the family's sitting around and they're like, you know, we always wanted to go to Disney World. You know, Disney World is so fun, but it's so expensive. And and you're like, I'll pay for it. Y'all go, schedule it, I'll pay for it. Send me pictures, send me, take videos. And I mean, just make their day. And yeah, it's $10,000, but don't not do that just because you're afraid you may need nursing home care later on. And I, yeah. I've got some recommendations on that. Okay. So um. Getting it from your estate is is good, okay? Because when we're working with a person, and probably some of the, the saddest meetings that I do are when a wife comes in, you know, and they have four or five, six hundred thousand dollars, and maybe not that old, but her husband had a stroke and is now in the nursing home. And I was like, man, you have five or six hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah, we saved and saved and saved. We didn't do anything our entire life. We saved and saved until um, someday, you know, someday we were going to go on trips and someday we were going to buy a condo in Florida and someday, well, someday never came because of his stroke. And so now she's got all this money and no memories. And it's just, it's, it's sad. And so we've got to do things with this money that's probably not ideal to help get him qualified, particularly if they're single. Okay. And so, you know, getting this out of your estate and particularly if you can do it five years early, it's gone. Medicaid can't come back and look at it. They can't make the people pay it back. It's gone. Five years, it's gone. And this doesn't affect too many people nowadays, but the current, um, Tax code says that if you have over $12 million, you're going to pay almost 50% tax. And so if you start giving things away substantial, you know, like $15,000, $16,000 per year per person, you can do that to help decrease your estate and therefore avoid estate taxes later on and particularly avoid long-term care issues with us having to do things with it then in a hurry. We can do it now, you know, give it away now, be done with it, and hope and pray for five years. Okay. And then there's also just the peace of mind. Um, one of the advantages of giving your the inheritance away now is knowing that what you actually want to happen to that money is actually what happens to that money or mm-hmm. to that property or You're- to that piece of treasured furniture or yeah. jewelry that case you had me look at hasn't got to me yet but you've been dealing with them on multiple phone calls where parents or i think aunt and uncle are now somewhat incapacitated mm-hmm. and some of the kids are going behind their backs and oh, yeah. having them sign new documents mm-hmm. and changing the trust so that it goes different than what yeah. they did and there's just all this manipulation yeah. and it's a pretty sizable estate mm-hmm. and the the kids or nieces and nephews have gotten pretty ugly about it and mm-hmm. start stealing from each other based on this estate plan and so yeah 
just like Sarah said, it's a great idea to say, you know, I want to make sure a hundred thousand dollars goes to this person. Mm. Do it. Yeah. Just go ahead and give it to them. Just give it to them. And you know, it's done. Yeah. Can undo that. And it's, it, you know, it's done. And again, you get to see the, the fun or the benefit of that money. Yeah. And then it's, you know, by what Todd said earlier about getting it out of your estate, um, also helps avoid crisis planning mode when it comes to the day when you or your spouse or a loved one needs nursing home care and Medicaid to pay for it. Yeah. You've got less on the books. Mm-hmm. They've been able to reap the benefits and see the advantages of everything we've just talked about. And, and you're that much further away from being in crisis planning mode than you would have been had your family member not given it away while they're still mm-hmm. living. Yeah. For a single person, we can protect about half. And so if half is smaller then than it is now, you actually lose less money. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, give it, you, you're going to protect 100% of everything that you give away, particularly if we can make it five years. Okay. So yeah, um, it, it does help with crisis planning. There is less money to lose at that point if you've already given it away. There you go. So what are some recommendations? Sure. All these pros and cons. Yeah. So don't give away all of your money. Okay. Hang on to some. Okay. Not that that's generally a a problem, but I just want to make sure, you know, sometimes my poorer clients, they're like, I don't think I'll ever use this $30,000. So I'll just give it away. It's like, okay. So my recommendation is generally as a general rule for each gift, set aside that much money. Okay, so if you give away $30,000, okay, set aside $30,000 in a special account, let everybody know we can't touch this money. Because like I said, for a single person, when they're going into the nursing home, we can protect half. And so if they come in with $60,000, I tell them, okay, we can give away 30 and we'll use the other 30 to pay during the penalty created by that gift. So now if you gave away 30, okay, and you put back 30, we do the same thing, but we don't have the 30 to give away. You already gave it away, but it was during those five years. And so Mm -hmm. we use the 30 that you set aside to get us through that penalty for 30 months. (laughs) I thought you were winking at me there for a second. I was like, what is wrong? (laughs) Anyway, um, so for each gift you make, if it's 5,000, set aside 5,000. If it's 30,000, set aside 30. If it's 100,000, set aside 100. Okay. So just know, you know, and that's just for five years. If you can make it five years, pull that money back in and then give it away again. Okay. But just set aside that much money. So the general rule is whatever gift you make, set aside that much money. I would recommend, and I just thought of this, Okay. naming it the five-year MC Hammer account, okay, because you can't touch this for five years. <laughs> she springs this junk on me right during the show, and it just cracks me That's up. That's the MC Hammer five-year account. I, I promise we did not talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see Grandma naming it the MC Hammer account. Everybody's like, what is she thinking? Yeah. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Yeah. Um, So, and Sarah's already mentioned this before, but just a recommendation is you can't be mad about what they do with it. Mm -hmm. All right, it's there. So, if if 
you give it to them and they go buy something that you're not particularly approving of, well, you gave it to them, okay? So you might talk about it and say, you know, I would rather you not do this or that with it, but once you give it to them, it's gone. There's there's no strings attached. It's Now, you can apply emotional strings, but like Sarah said very well is don't do that. Yeah. Don't call them and say, hey, I think it's about to snow. Can you run by the grocery store? And they're like, Mom, I got to do that. I did just give you that $10,000 two okay. years ago, remember? <laughs> no. Remember that boat we you bought? Let's not play that card. You can't go get me groceries. Jeez. Yeah, don't do just, that too. you know, take it a little easy on Christmas gifts next year. <laughs> yeah, do that. So, <laughs> Penalize them that way instead. Yeah. So, okay. One of my pet peeves is when people don't do things with their money that they want to because they're afraid of some event that may or may not happen. You may not have to go on Medicaid and none of this will matter, but just, you know, enjoy life and know, yes, you can make gifts. And even if you're not sure you're going to make it five years, do good things with your money. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do things with it. You know, let people enjoy it if you're not going to. You enjoy it for one thing, but so many people are like, no, I'm saving this money for my kids or my grandkids. Okay, well, fine. Well, give them some now. Yeah. Let them go do stuff. Pay for college. Pay for whatever. You Spring know. break, books, whatever. Wedding. Yeah. Wedding. Do it. So do it. enjoy your money and don't be afraid to let your family enjoy your money also. That's right. Well, those are some really good tips on hopefully helping our listeners figure out whether or not they should hold on to their money or give it to their family while they're still around and what those disadvantages and advantages are. As always, we are so happy that you are listening to our podcast and hope that you're learning lots of helpful information every week. We encourage you to please share this information, share our podcast with your friends and family and um, send us a note or leave a review. We love feedback. And um, please tune in next Wednesday for a fresh new episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy to find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.